Give the secret handshake. Check your cloaks. And remove your tinfoil hats. This is the Illuminati Social Club. The podcast you don't want they to know about. This is bullshit. This series presents information based in part on theory and conjecture. The producer's purpose is to suggest some possible explanation, but not necessarily the only ones to the mysteries we will examine. Welcome to the Illuminati Social Club's In Search of series. I'm your host, Jason from Parma. Joining me, as he always does, from Guelph, Ontario, Canada, Mr. Oliver Oxide. Hello, my friend. How are you tonight? Excellent. Much better. Good. <laughs> uh, and from uh, Halifax, Nova Scotia, Dr. Steve Cloutier. Hello, Jason from Parma. Hello there, Steve from uh, Halifax. How's it going? Good. How's the weather? Ah, it's cooled down finally. Oh, that's good. At, at least as we record this, uh, which it will be heard in two weeks. Uh, it's probably going to be 95 again in, you know, the day <laughs> the day that this comes out. Um, yeah, so uh, real quick note. A uh, couple weeks ago, there was an episode, and I sounded out of sorts, if you will. That's because I had a tooth pulled the following week. So I had a toothache during that, during uh, episode 303, was it? Yes, the, uh, it was also a really boring episode. Um, what, what was it on? That was, uh, that was the cloning episode. Yes, yes. it was. Yes. And, and I, I would just like to make a correction. Yes. Our episode was not boring. No. The In Search of episode yes, was boring. Yes, yes. We our, were brilliant. Uh, yes, episode, our episodes are never boring. I, I was out of sorts. So I was sitting here trying to forget about a toothache and that didn't work. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, the tooth is gone. I'm better. I'm happy. Let's talk about um, let's talk about a subject that apparently uh, Oliver really, really likes. Uh, Jack the Ripper. I, I am in, in search of heaven, my friend. This is season three, episode five. Jack the Ripper. Not Jack T. Ripper from uh, Doctor Strangelove. Uh, yes, I had to get a, I had to get that pull. Um, did you so, just use the term pull? Yes, yes, I did. <laughs> Was the, is that not patented and trademarked by somebody else? By by uh, Dave Broadbeck or Anthony Marco? Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't know they shared the copyright. Okay, <laughs> it's, a, so, it's the best episode ever, copyright. Oh yes, yes. So. Um, you know what? Since I already, I'm going to start with Steve. Steve, what were your impressions of this episode? I loved this episode. <laughs> I thought it was great. It's also one of the episodes that I remember watching. Mm-hmm. Um, but they really honed in on the conspiracy stuff. Oh yeah. Uh, I'm I, I'm like Oliver. I've 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 been reading about Jack the Ripper since I was like able to read so i know loads about jack ripper and 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 the the case um and there is one in which, which we'll get to in, in which the killer is part or, or the the identity of the killer is covered up by a conspiracy Ooh. and that's the one that they hit on on this they really push that conspiracy but before i get to you oliver i just want to say in search of really in search of this episode. I mean, they, they went full, they went full conspiracy 
I was happy. Oliver, what were your thoughts? Okay, first of all, was Lenny wearing an ascot? He was. Okay, I just on my TV, I just couldn't make out whether it was chest hair or an ascot. <laughs> no, it was an ascot. Okay. Um, for um, for um, uh, true mystery nerds, um, like, uh, you know, uh, actual mysteries, um, and I think Jason knows one quite well, mm-hmm. um, there's a kind of a holy trinity of unsolved cases. <laughs> Wow! In the, not only in a the holy, re- not only a holy trinity of yacht rock, but a holy trinity of mysteries. All right. Yeah, I just do everything in threes. Um, <laughs> uh, the first one is Elizabeth Short, um, mm-hmm. who uh, most people know as the Black Dahlia. Yes. Um, the second one is Zodiac, mm-hmm. and the third one is Jack the Ripper. And so, any episode dealing with any of these three, I always go mental over because uh, it's just one of those mystery nerd things um, because there's been so much supposition. Now, uh, In Search of takes what I would consider the traditional track mm. of, of their investigation. Um, but what I loved about this was it was 22 minutes of, of non-woo. You know, they spoke to actual experts on the subject. Right. Uh, you know, there was no, uh, there was no Mr. Hitchens, you know, or right. the, those types. But they did, they did throw in the conspiracy, uh, which, you know, is always welcome. Um, and uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll it's funny in. because it kind of dates, it kind of dates the episode a little bit. Um, not only because there's been a new suspect that's been, um, I, I I hesitate to use the word revealed, uh, but a new suspect has been brought up in the Ripper murders, but also that we know a lot more about the conspiratorial organization that's behind this hmm. nowadays. Oh, yes. Uh, so we, we start off with a reenactment of uh, the first, well, one of the Jack the Ripper murders. I, I think it was the third, which took place in this, this it was the second time he had murdered but the second and third took place what 10 minutes apart no 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 no, no. okay 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 we start off we start off with the murder of marianne nichols who was the first one that's the first reenactment okay and the the two that were killed on the same night were the third and the fourth oh okay referred Um, to as the double event the double event excellent um so it, it starts off you know it's like, yes, Leonard, we know London is old. And, you know, you, you don't have to keep selling it. We know London's old. <laughs> um, and, you know, talking about, you know, Jack London, talking about the vagrants, and all I could think of is, they're standing right there. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I'm, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to go ahead and assume, uh, you know, possibly wrongly, but uh, I'm, I'm just going to assume that Jack the Ripper is probably dead i just i just want to put it out there i, Boy, I was that's hoping a, that's a that's a hot take i tell I, you i was <laughs> I, I was hoping this wouldn't turn into another like count saint germain episode <laughs> well you can't be sure you can't be sure um and yes uh we we see the marianne nichols murder or a reenactment of the marianne nichols murder we don't want to we don't want to get anyone excited that uh you know that, that they're showing actual murder in search of cameras stood by as somebody got murdered. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, she, uh, 
what was it? She sold her precious bonnet to uh, to get the uh, to get money for room and board for the night. Yes. And, well, that was her plan anyway. Yeah, but then uh, an hour and a half later, she was dead. The first victim of Jack the Ripper. I love the fact that the the actress that they get to play in the reenactment has properly bad English teeth. <laughs> Did anybody notice that? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Speaking of dental work, yes. And we are we are uh, introduced to Wendy Sturgis, a BBC researcher uh, who who has researched the murders. Um, and so one of my problems through this whole thing is they spend all this time contradicting themselves. All the experts, you know, how could how could these murders take place, you know, in this crowded area? Well, at the same time, talking about how these people were, well, drunk and, you know, self-absorbed in their own existence. It's like, you, you know, you're, you're basically answering your own question while denying you're answering your own question. Am well, I right? I th- I, well, that, yeah, but I think that comes from the fact that they're trying to sort of spin it as for the conspiracy. Mm-hmm. Right, because one of the things she says is that it couldn't be a working class person who killed them, because the the other working class people would have seen them. Mm-hmm. But that's not quite correct, because no. you had a lot of working class people wandering around who were things like butchers, mm-hmm. who were animals, who would have had blood spattered clothes, mud spattered clothes. Mm-hmm. So you know, and and I think that was because they wanted to push. Um, at the risk of getting ahead of ourselves, sort of the royal connection. Right. And, and so they, she had to sort of take away everybody except the royal personage. Mm-hmm. She said the royal personage is the only one who could go into that world and be anonymous. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, really? <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah, that- she, yeah, she, rever- she reversed engineered it uh-huh. uh, to, to fit the narrative. Exactly. Um, you know, sometimes the best place to murder somebody isn't a crowd. Yeah. yeah. Be, because nobody notices you. Hide yeah. in plain sight. Yeah, they notice the dead person. They don't know you. Yeah, hide mm-hmm. in plain sight is a perfect example. Um, so that, you know, um, I did love the fact that she, and I, I was thinking about Steve when I was watching this, I thought, um, you know, this is this is really five minutes on class struggle. Oh, it is, definitely. I, I thought that was really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I thought you might like that, Steve. Um, um and it was, uh, but yeah, she, she, although I think that she's, uh, I think she got married to a narrative and so yeah. she reversed it in the, in the back of her mind. And as I said, it's the traditional, it's the traditional narrative of the Jack the Ripper story. So, I mean, there wasn't anything outside of the lines in that, hmm. but for for her, to, for someone to have a private, uh, horse carriage, uh, to get away is not the only way to get away. No, no. I think the, the the middle actually the middle class explanation made more sense uh, to be denied if you can follow that line of reasoning. I'm sorry. Yeah. That to me is was the was the most valid of the exceptions. Was yeah. that if they, if they had to get a taxi, like a handsome taxi, then yes, yeah. someone would have noticed. Mm-hmm. But the other two were completely viable. Yeah. And and I, uh, one of the things that we always have to remember too is like like we live in an age where there's a lot. Of light, mm-hmm. 
right? You know, think of just how dark some of those alleys would have been. It would be possible for two people to be in an alley and somebody walking by and not being able to see them. Mm -hmm. Right. So crowd or not, I think it would be very easy for something to happen in in the shadows and, and other people not see it. Right. Um, yeah, I have here, uh, you know, in overcrowded London where people were primarily looking only after themselves, it would have been easy for Jack the Ripper to commit his murders and, and move amongst the people. And like you said, you know, I didn't even think of it at that point, but like, you know, yeah, you have butchers and, and ditch diggers and, you know, people who are kind of, you know, dirty and smelly and, you know, not, uh. Not well kept. <laughs> you know, somebody who had just murdered somebody could, you know, easily slip through the crowd unnoticed. People would avoid and, them. They'd be like, yeah. Ugh. And there's a, there, that's something that wasn't mentioned was that was the reason that the murders were committed there. Were because, you know, people were down on their luck and they yeah. didn't think anybody would notice and all that kind of stuff. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> I, I had a, uh, I had a minor glitch. Uh, and on top of that, um, you know, when you're, when you're talking about the middle class and the upper class, you know, do they really, you know, and uh, yes, this is a classist thing, but you know, is anyone really paying attention to what's going on in the East end? Not at that time. No, no, nobody cared. No, especially if you understand the class system in England. Hmm. No, they weren't. So, yeah, I mean, you can get away with, literally, get away with murder in the East End of England, or London, I mean, mm-hmm. London, London. I'm going to quit, I'm going to try, I'm going to try to keep calling it London and not England. Uh, <laughs> it it kind of makes me laugh, Jason, because just as an aside, is that those row houses that they showed that have been built there now, mm-hmm. in Whitechapel, are probably getting sold for around 750,000 pounds now. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> Gentrification. Mm-hmm. Um, so so then we find out that Jack uh, Jack Jack liked writing letters and uh, taunting the police and the media. Yeah, but they skipped one, Would, and a very did. important one. Yeah, What's perhaps that? the most important one. Yes, they didn't mention that one. No, please, because he's please. well. He sent another one, um, and they, they may have said, "Okay, well, we were just explaining how he got the name Jack the Ripper." Is that he gave it to himself? Mm-hmm. But but he sent half a kidney to the newspapers. Oh, and it said that he ate the other half. Yeah. So they they skipped that whole bit. Yeah. yeah. Did did they skip it, or did somebody on the production crew say, "I don't know if uh, you know yeah. our syndicated channels are going to allow us to air that." Yeah, that might have been a seventies you know censorship yeah. thing. Yeah, and I mean. Um, and you have to look at, you know, as we said, like really early in, in our series, you know, this is a series geared towards younger people. So you really don't want to talk, you know, be talking about eating a half a human kidney. Right. But it, it, it kind of it was a it was a, a window into his psychopathy mm-hmm. that, you know, oh, yeah. and, and so that this is kind of an important part, you know, in the in the CSI world that we live in now. Um uh, so, but I thought that was a very interesting omission. Yeah, good point. 
Yeah, and and you can see in the one that they use the the one that they use is is what's referred to as the dear boss letter because that that's how he starts off dear dear boss mm-hmm. and then he he signs it Jack the Ripper is why we get the name, but it it also shows uh, in that letter that he was reading the newspapers because mm-hmm. uh, one of the suspects one of the early suspects was a guy named Leather Apron. Yes, I heard. Uh, I, I I do recall that. John Pizer is the guy's name, uh, and and the writer Jack the Ripper, the writer of the letter, refers to that. Right, right. Refers to the fact that the newspapers were were positing this Jack Pizer guy um, as Jack the Ripper, and was making fun of the newspapers, saying you know basically saying they were wrong and they and it had nothing to do with uh, leather apron. And and I laughed heartily when I heard them mention his name. Hmm. So you, you can see too that you know even like like uh, another killer that uh, Oliver mentioned the Zodiac killer right right you know he he did the same thing he he sent mocking letters to the police to the newspapers so you can you can kind of see sort of Jack the Ripper as kind of I, I don't want obviously I don't want to say he's the first serial killer because um, there, I'm sure there are loads more but sort of as what become what we know as a serial killer you can see him see jack the ripper is becoming that sort of prototype type of person that we we now see as a serial killer mm-hmm. it's it's the first uh he he's basically the first media sensation serial killer like yeah absolutely the, and that's the that's, first one that the media followed yes and that's really what um what uh, kind of made him made him as part of the true crime, uh, you know, nerddom, that's why he is the first mm-hmm. because he did get the media involved. He was a media sensation. The other thing is, is that uh, they, he, the, his class was defined by the fact that he could read. Hmm. Yeah. That was another part of this was the fact that that letter divulged that he was literate, mm-hmm. which I would say a quarter of the population in England at that po- point probably weren't. So that defines a, a level of, of class as well. Hmm. Yeah. So uh, then we get to the, uh, he he killed two women in one night. Um, like what, 20 minutes apart? Well, yeah, I think it's a little bit about an hour apart. Oh, okay. Yeah, I can't, the, the, I can't remember the, 20 minutes, the top of my head. <laughs> the 20 minutes was the walk. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah that's right. That's right. And... Uh, one of the things that they, I, I think it was like right before this, um, and where I, where I probably got the idea of, you know, that, you know, really the media and the police and, you know, pretty much the, the upper, the, the upper classes of society didn't care was because he spent his time in that mile, one and a half square mile area of the East end. And that was it. And they, mm-hmm. they that's where they revealed it here. You know, they talked about, you know, yeah, he, he did all his killing in this one little area, yeah. which is like, yeah, so that's why nobody cared. Um, I mean, obviously, you know, the people who were who who feared being targeted cared, but not the, you know, yeah, not not the upper crust or even the middle class. No, they didn't care at all because they were—they were again. It's the class system. They were—they right. were killing, you know, the prowls, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. Uh, what was it? Uh, the second one he killed because you know probably something you know was left unsatisfied from the first uh, 
the 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 first murder. So he had to go kill another person. Anything? What do you mean? Do you mean on the on the on the night of the two? <clears throat> yes. No, he was interrupted. Yeah. Oh. The theory is is that he was interrupted during the first. Ah, okay. That's the theory. Ah. Yeah, that, that that he he was in a courtyard and somebody came in the courtyard and he left, hmm. um, for obvious reasons. And well, so therefore he was he the the satisfaction that he got out of killing was not uh, received. Yeah, he didn't get a chance to eviscerate. Right, exactly. Yeah. So he so he had to go out and kill somebody else. Hmm. Uh, and this was all. This was after a three-week hiatus from you know of murders. He killed what? He killed two people and then took a three-week vacation and then came back and killed two people in the same night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. And now we are introduced to Stephen Knight. He wrote a book. He did. I've read it. <clears throat> and uh, Illuminati confirmed people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, Jack was a Freemason. Um, that it explains everything. This episode's over. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Jack uh, Jack the Ripper was apparently a Freemason because of um why <laughs> he wrote something on the wall that was um erased by the chief of police at that time Mm -hmm. because apparently it was something masonic and you know of course masonry is uh secretive so the 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 phrase they didn't mention it in the episode but no and you're gonna find out why in a second go ahead steve yeah Uh, what was on the written on the wall was the Jews are the men that will not be that will not be blamed for nothing. Hmm. And Sir Charles Warren erased it hmm. from the wall, and that's one of the big sort of conspiracy things. Is that uh, and Jews was spelled incorrectly. It was it, instead of J E W, it was J U W. Ah, okay. And the the theory is that. Because it was written in that certain way, Warren recognized the fact that the killer was a Freemason, hmm. and so therefore erased it because Freemasons are a secretive society. Even though we know loads about them, oh yeah, um, still, <laughs> still a secretive society. So, so that's so that's the conspiracy there. They're, they're a secretive society that we know a whole lot about. Exactly. Yeah, just to make a, I think, I think uh, Steve, it was J E W E S. Uh, I looked it up. I looked up what I looked up. Oh, was it was it was it J U W S? Yeah, J U W E S. Oh, okay. Okay, there we are. I knew there was an E S in there somewhere. Yeah. Um, yeah, but you know, this is this is kind of the time. The you kind of see the gap is that you know what made the Masons feared was the secrecy. Right. Now that we've had people with you know you know their iPhones going during these ceremonies and everything, we find out that the Masons it's just very very you know. They, they, it's a reason. It's a reason to get around, you know, to hang around and get drunk. I and, mean, and it's they, just and, nothing else. And and they play up the, uh, you know, the whole secret society thing for, you know, I, and I think it's it's pretty much uh, my my aunt works for a caterer, and they did a a Masonic uh, dinner. They they did you know they catered a a reception, for having a meeting afterward, and. They, you know, 
they come in and they, they, they make sure that everyone leaves and, you know, that they're shuffled out and the door is locked behind them and all that. And it's like, my, my aunt told me that, and I'm like, yeah, they're, they're playing up the mystique that has been built around this organization for years. They're, they're not, you know, this isn't like Eyes Wide Shut or anything like that. It's just, right. you know. They're, oh, don't say Eyes Wide Shut. Steve's going to go on about his bowl of keys soon. Don't say that. <laughs> no, I mean, uh, you, I think that's a perfect way to put it, Jason. It's, it's the mystique around yes. it. Now, and in the 1880s, uh, you know, the Masons were a fiercely Protestant, racist, you know, organization. Mm-hmm. But right. but it was still just a reason to go and hang out and drink beer. Of course. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that didn't get away from their wives. I mean, that mm-hmm. was just that that was the only reason that was the only end game mm-hmm. that they had. <sighs> so that's so. where the whole theory falls apart. Right. Yeah. Because now we know what the Masons really do. Yeah. So I, I have to point this out. Um, in search of cameras, they, they mentioned the in search of cameras again. And in search of cameras will investigate a royal connection. Ooh, we're going to go royal watching. <laughs> and I was like right towards like right at the, the, the commercial break. And then they came back and they really didn't go into it until like way late. It, it's a theory that's been around for 40 years, 50 right. years. Yeah. Um, but, it, it, it's, it's the standard explanation. So we, we are introduced to Dr. J.M. Cameron at his home office, apparently. Or, oh, no, he's at home office or something. The, the, ho- uh, the home office. The home office. Yeah, it's what they call the English. It, it's, it's an English term. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. It's like your uh, secretary of the interior. Oh, okay. So, so apparently Jack was impotent, and uh, you know he viewed the knife as a phallic symbol. <sighs> so you know, okay. <laughs> Another theory that's as old as time. Yes, yep. of course. Um, and apparently Marie Jeanette Kelly was killed in a very barbaric manner. And yes. judging yeah, judging be. by just the 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 illustrations that they showed from the newspaper, yeah, it was pretty damn barbaric. Oh, I've seen the autopsy photos, or you know, the autopsy, you know, the closest thing that they have to a photo um, at that particular time. Ah. Yeah, she was completely eviscerated. Hmm. Yeah, and she was the only one who was killed indoors. Yes, hmm. which is probably why she was totally eviscerated because he had more time. He had the time, and, yeah. You know, it's like. Um, so we're back to, uh, Wendy Sturgis where she's talking about, she, she's talking about why he couldn't have gotten away with the murders while stating every reason why he could have. <laughs> it's like, you, you're, you're thinking in 20th century terms here. <laughs> Think in 19th century terms and you're golden. You'll, you'll figure it out. You know, it was overcrowded, it was noisy, and people really didn't care. <clears throat> so, yeah. <laughs> um, ah, yes, John Pizer is now the... Uh, the uh, That was... John Pizer was a uh, 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 leather apron? Yep. 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 And we were talking about Dr. Neil Cream. Nice a Canadian. 
Yeah, he was. Um, uh, let's see. Um, also, Montague Druitt uh, was another name that was put forth. I, <coughs> I, I couldn't get all the names that were that were put forth in this episode. Yeah, but, Thomas Neil Cream was a was a Canadian um, who was a uh, he had been a, cert, uh, a a doctor who had been had his uh, license or whatever they had certificate or whatever mm-hmm. his qualifications were uh, back then. Uh, he was a suspect. Um, there's all there's thrown out all kinds of uh, of uh, of things. Um, do you want to talk about the traditional suspect, Jason, or the new suspect that someone's come out with lately? Well, let's see. We have the traditional sub suspect, which I'm assuming is the uh, uh, is it the Duke that Duke is, of Clarence, the Duke, yeah. of yeah, Clarence, Duke of Clarence. Yes, he was Queen Victoria's grandson. Yes. <laughs> Actually, what's funny is uh, what's funny written here is this is where we jump to Oliver to educate us on the details of the case. <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, the, the, is that an invitation? <laughs> you may. Ladies and gentlemen, well, this is going to be a long episode. Yeah, Steve's going to help me out with this one because, uh, you know. Yeah, I, um, am not, I am not up on Jack the Ripper. Um, oh, okay. So. Well, the Duke of Clarence, as I said, has been the suspect for about 50 years. And, and um, there's, there's only really one reason to think that he may have been, in my mind. Okay. But uh, he was the Queen Victoria's grandson. He was second in line to the throne. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe his his like his his uh, Christian name was Albert after his grandfather. Okay, and um, he was he was Prince Edward's son, Edward the Seventh, who who succeeded Victoria. Uh, he had come down with syphilis, and remember this was the days before antibiotics or sulfa drugs. So right, it basically made your brain into Swiss cheese if it wasn't if it wasn't corrected. Um, so that was kind of the thinking, uh, you know, because he, he had had a very, very troubled early, uh, adulthood. Uh, the fact that this is where she, the, the, the BBC writer kind of reverse engineers things to make it fit mm-hmm. that royalty. So he had people around him, you know, the covering up things like this. The only reason I think it's it's plausible that he was is because he died four years later. Hmm. As we know, um, as we've learned, uh, you know, the Jeffrey Dahmers of the world, the Ed Geens of the world, this compulsion to not only murder but to eviscerate never goes away. Right. Uh, it would be very hard for someone who had this psychopathy to stop. Mm-hmm. So the only way for for someone to stop is to die. Hmm. Um, so that is that is the really the only reason um, I would think that that he may have been because all of the other suspects and we'll talk about the new one. Um, I don't know if Steve knows of of the new one, but um, but all of them you know kept on living you know past yeah. this past this time, yeah. right? And that kind of psychopathy doesn't. You, you can't it's it's a compulsion you can't stop it mm-hmm. and, and one of the other reasons why they sort of lighted on him is allegedly uh sir william gull who was his personal physician uh, and the queen's personal physician uh had made notes um in his patient in, in his records um which suggested that he knew that the duke of clarence was jack the ripper and that he was part of the conspiracy Excellent. 
Now, the new suspect. Yes. Who is, who is it? Well, this came out about 15 years ago, 10 to 15 years ago, by a, a, a mystery novel writer named Patricia Cornwell. Okay. Patricia, <laughs> Patricia Cornwell is awful. She's an awful writer. She makes John Grisham <laughs> look like Dostoevsky. Um, <laughs> wow. Um, but she came up with a theory of an artist named Walter Sickert. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, it, it's her theory is, is that Walter Sickert, uh, had a physical deformity, which I won't go into on this family show, uh, that, uh, this was the reason that he went after prostitutes, hmm. um, was because he couldn't, uh, he couldn't do the deed himself, so to speak. Hmm. Um, she went to Scotland Yard and did DNA tests on the envelope to the letters you know, all this kind of stuff. Right. It ended up in a big zero, but she still swears that it was yeah. Walter Sickert. Now, Walter Sickert lived till 1918, I believe. Hmm. So, I mean, again, this is something that cannot be stopped. Uh, we know in the case of the Zodiac, for instance, that um, although he's only been attributed to six murders, that he probably ha there's murders all over the Western United States that it can be attributed to the Zodiac. They just haven't been identified with him. Um, so this kind of compulsion never stops. Now, I, I don't know what your theory is on Walter Sickert, Steve, or, uh, but but to me, that one's bogus. Oh, yeah. Yeah, me too. I, I, I agree that that's bogus because one, one of her evidences is that he wrote he he painted paintings because he was a painter um, and they were very detailed uh, paintings that showed the murder victims that were very detailed. And there's no way he could know that without um, being there. Hmm. Well, that's just wrong because the newspapers published everything, <laughs> right? You know, yeah. <laughs> you know, the newspapers made it clear what happened. And if you're a painter and an imaginative person, it doesn't take much to, to translate. So, so I agree. I don't, I don't think Sickard is Jack the Ripper. Well, excellent. Um, so we, we wind up this episode with basically uh, ne uh, uh, Leonard Nimoy telling us uh, conspiracies are not beyond the realm of possibility. Of course, this is in search of, and aliens are also, uh, you know, within the realm of possibility to them. So I don't know how, you know, sure, there might be a conspiracy, but, you know. Well, um, define, you know, this is the other thing is that just saying the word conspiracy doesn't mean much. You have right. to define the conspiracy. Mm -hmm. yeah. So let's just say that the Queen's grandson was Jack the Ripper. Uh, okay, so they just hid it from the general public, mm -hmm. right? He died four years later because they already knew his brain was turning into Swiss cheese. Right. So it's not like it was Watergate. Right. You know, you know it wasn't a threat to the union, mm -hmm. so to speak. Mm -hmm. So, um, so you know, we have to define. You know, Lenny's a little loose with the term conspiracy, yeah. right? And he certainly tried to build that up because he was talking about all the sort of personal, um, the personal scandals, and one more personal scandal and would shake the throne. It's like, yeah. no, no, it, it really wouldn't. Especially Queen Victoria. Although yeah. I, I love the fact that he did throw shade on Canada by calling us a disloyal colony. True. Yes. Wow. <laughs> I did not even catch that. Uh, uh, he didn't mention us by name. He just said, you know, we, all our all the disloyal colonies were leaving her. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, anything else? 
No, I'm good. I'm happy. Okay, this is, this good. Is, this, is, this is the in search of I was waiting for. <laughs> and just as a little nugget of information, there are people in the police department at the time who thought it was a guy named Aaron Kosminski. Hmm. Ah, yes. And Kosminski uh, was put in a mental institution. Oh, wow. So there were there were people there there were actual suspects and 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 the the um, assistant commissioner uh, of the police believed that it was um, Kosminski, but he couldn't prove it. All righty. So um, Oliver, tell people where they can find you on the internet. Uh, you can find me on Twitter if you're actually Jack the Ripper or one of his relatives. That would always be very handy. Uh, at Oliver Rockside on Twitter. And Steve. Well, you can find me on the Twitter as well, at Doc Pinko. Excellent. You can find me at AlienCG on Twitter, and you can find this podcast at IlluminatiPod. Ladies and gentlemen, face it, he got away with murder. Have a good week, everyone. See ya. <laughs> Toodles. <laughs>